0: This show is brought to you by DF Studios Limited. Whether you are a business owner or entrepreneur, DF Studios will guide and assist you on the best ways to promote your brand digitally. In addition to creating visitor and customer generating content like blogs, social media posts, videos, and even podcasts like this one you're listening to right now. Visit DFStudiosLTD.com or hit up info at DFStudiosLTD.com for more info. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Match Media alongside my critic, abandoning Crime, Ricardo Medina.
1: Hello, hello, hello
0: one and only, Tracy Hutchins.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: The other one and only, Somali Pollinate.
2: <laughs> Hi, everybody.
0: The third one and only, Cece Lilford. Wakanda forever, by any means necessary. Ah, okay. I see what you did. There. I see what you did. <laughs> and this is a special episode of BBB Radio. Um, today, we're going to talk about Three black-themed films, man. So we will start off with Malcolm X. We'll celebrate its 30th anniversary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Yes, it, it's it will be turning 30 this month. Um, it actually will be coming out through the Criterion Collection um, later this month. I do hope to get it into my collection at some point in time. I'm alive. Uh, it, uh, it, I, mean, this, I mean, yeah.
3: This 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 special about about um what do you call it, boy? Well, no, when you finish, I was just a dumb joke to me. All
0: right. Well, let's keep that dumb joke in mind, yeah, right? Uh, We will talk about the Netflix documentary, Is That Black Enough For You? Um, This came out like a couple days ago. um, So we'll just share some quick thoughts on that. And we will close things off with one of the most highly anticipated films of 2022. Of course, we're talking about Marvel Studios, Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever. All right, but before we begin, though, before we get into all the hijinks and all that, boy, um, we have to do a rest in peace, by Shout yep. out to Kevin Conroy, boy. um yep. the News, we got this news uh, Friday afternoon. It just like li- legit. I um as as usual, a friend of mine just messaged me on Facebook. I see it. Sorry, messaged me on uh, on WhatsApp. I see it, and then I go on Facebook to confirm it. Uh, sorry, that's where I you know confirm deaths and whatnot, right? And yeah, Kevin Conroy. I mean, yep. he is. He will always be, I would say, the voice of Batman, right? I mean, yeah. all of us we grew up on Batman the animated series, you know, and he was just that voice, that commanding voice, you right? know, I mean that that you know, that fit that character of Batman, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Even even in present times, he is the voice that we kind of hold all other voice actors yeah, he's, he's... who do Batman, that's the standard, you know? Well,
3: well well, not even not even Batman. Like find just voice acting, period. Yes. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. it's it just <laughs> insane. Because like, only, the only person who I think kind of, kind of does a satisfactory job where I could accept, and and that's the guy who's Batman now, uh, on Harley Quinn. That's uh, Dietrich Bader, right? Yes, um, yes. The yes. only person I think that you know he don't match up to Kevin, but he he did. Like he's somebody okay, I could accept. You know, Kevin moving on, and he you know think well, Kevin really move on now, uh, but he, he's somebody I can accept it because mostly because the Dibula was so excellent as a Shona. um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but yeah, I uh. You know, 30 years, yeah? 30 years ago. Batman wow. the animated series. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What know? what should I give a rewatch? Um, just to show how amazing Kevin was, uh, was um Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, I
3: gave that I gave that movie Batman. a rewatch. It is it is still to this day probably my favorite DC animated movie.
4: Um it's so good. Yeah,
3: nice, yeah. yeah. And he he just like just the pathos and him as both Bruce well, and Batman. Well, the, I was
4: yeah. yeah go well, ahead. I, was, I was thinking Sorry. about if like, you were talking about like how how what a commanding presence he is. But if you're talking about like some of my favorite Kevin Conroy as Batman moments, I always think about the I didn't I didn't expect to be happy scene from right. of the Phantasm. Yeah, That and, yeah. and that bit hits you so like cuz he could do the Batman stuff and he could do the menacing and the intimidating right. and he could do commanding, but he could also do sympathetic. He could also yeah. do like unreal vulnerable. vulnerable really vulnerable yeah. Yeah. and like,
2: uh, really me, love that one where um that um I think it was a justice League episode where the he that character that Pretend. was dying that young blue yes wow. and yes. it was just yes. uh, oh my god he he just nailed that for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. For, for, for me, as, as you bring up that no, um, I was just amazed because, you know, I, I just grew to love his voice from the Batman animated series, right? So I was just blown away when we got Batman Beyond, right? And then, right. well, here, here, he's voicing mm-hmm. old man, you know, Bruce right, Wayne. Uh, Bruce. Right. That was that, just amazing for me, you know?
3: That's like an extra tragedy to me because, like, my dream game... Like, he, I, I thought he's, he's absolutely amazing in the Arkham games, all of them. Um, mm. But my my dream game is for them to do a Batman Beyond game, and, well, I can't really get him. Kevin Conroy as Old man right. anymore no i like wow yeah. but now nah, i it's we really lose a real one
0: yeah indeed indeed and and just last thing i want to say um i want to i want to leave it up to tracy to just close things off because i know i mean he's a huge fan of of, of kevin i know he you know he's putting a post you know immediately after um you know the news came out right um i i just just want to make a note that i need to read um that that finding batman um a right, story yes. pretty much, right where you know Kevin Conroy, you know talked about um his experiences, you know, l- well, more or less his life and experiences as a gay man, right? you know right. um it was released last year, no, sorry, this year actually during the um wow. during DC comics um Pride Anthology, right? right? So I really do need to to, to seek that out though because I feel like like you know for me personally, I just know just the, the voice, right? but I want to know yeah. the man behind the voice that's right true. So,
5: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, so that, that that's that's on my to do list, right. But yeah, um, before well, just just for me now. I mean, not much more I could say, man. I mean, rest in peace to again, you know, the the voice, you know, the man who is Batman, right? You know, Kevin Conroy. So, Tracy, uh, just want to close things off, you know, just in memoriam to um, to Kevin.
1: Uh, Last night into this morning, there are so many voice actors for so many animated uh, projects that I couldn't tell you who they were, or I have to go back and look at them and see who it was and that kind of stuff. But Kevin Conroy, there's a whole swath of them. There's Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, um, Clancy Brown. These are names that you hear and you immediately know who they are. You can immediately pick up on their voice, even if they're doing something else. That's not Justice League or whatever. And Kevin Conroy is one of, well, was, God, it's going to take a moment, was one of those voices. He was iconic, both uh, in terms of his portrayal as Bruce and Batman, but also as a human being. You would hear him give stories of like 9-11, where after 9-11, he was uh, part of this team that was helping uh, feed firefighters and all that kind of stuff. And there was a wow. guy who he was there with, um, who was helping. And the, the architect was, there, sorry, an architect who was there with them and was asking, hey, aren't you Batman? And people wouldn't believe and then he did the voice of I am vengeance I am the knight I am Batman and everybody's like it's friggin' Batman he <laughs> had a way about him even as a as a champion as someone who fought for um who made his voice known let's say it like that who made his voice known for social issues so that people would be aware I would move hopefully forward and I I hope that even as kevin conroy is gone that people will remember him not just as oh that was batman but that they would remember kevin and remember all that he believed in and the idea of maybe pushing forward and doing something good on the earth because it's people like kevin who you know pushed that kind of mentality forward so um as heartbreaking as it is uh i still i'm gonna totally remember kevin um, I, I will end by saying this one thing that I always remember from uh, Justice League is uh, he's fallen out of a plane and he's fly, flying down and he's like Batman to all points. I need your support immediately because yeah, I can't God, fly
5: like <laughs> you know, at all. Uh, yes, and yes, I and he's
1: almost on the ground and then you know, Superman does the thing. But it's that delivery. It's just it's just classic. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, we have to talk about the recently aired episode of Saturday Night Live, man. Um, I'll, I'll just talk briefly about it. Um, Tracy, did you did you see it?
1: I saw clips on Twitter, but I really didn't see it.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I, well, I guess it will be- um, like I
1: subscribed of- to SNL. I subscribed to SNL, but so like after the, the show, they tend to post up all their monologues and stuff. And I saw when he was talking yes. about Kanye um, and Adidas and that kind of stuff, but I really didn't see the whole thing.
0: Oh well, well, that that that's fine. Um, I will exclude weekend update because it's weekend update, right? But you know, it's it, it's just I, I just want to make mention of it though Um, because, yeah, I mean, easily this is this is like the best episode of the season thus far, man. Um, and just for two reasons. One, I should say three reasons. One, the Chappelle. Two. Most Def and 3, Talib Because, yes, the main reason why I wanted to see this was um, Blackstar and I wanted to see them perform. Yeah. And I think this is like their first performance on SNL, right? And they crushed it, right? Um, they had an album earlier this year called, you know, um, No Fear of Time. Um, and, again, it was just the group, it was just the duo reuniting after, like, what? Since, like, what, 99 or 98 since they put out their first album, right? Most Def and Talib Quali are Blackstar, right? And yeah, I mean, they, they, they crushed it. Um I was surprised to see Madlib, right? Because yeah, Madlib was the one who produced that yeah. whole app, right? Yeah, he was in the back, you know, um DJing and whatnot, right? So it was cool. But um, just to touch on that monologue with Chappelle. Um, apparently, this is actually the longest monologue, uh, one of the longest monologues actually in SNL history because yeah, this thing clocked in at 16 and a half minutes, right? And yet it didn't feel cool. like it that way, but at the same time, it does because... It is delivered, you know, through, um, through, through Dave's, you know, still superb, you know, um, yeah, well, you know, stand up, um, style. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it, it just didn't feel like, you know, I just doing just kind of getting the audience ready for what to expect. No, it legit felt like it was a live show that he was doing, man. And yeah, the points that he make about Kanye and Kyrie and all that kind of stuff, the land, um, the, you know, you talk about the, uh, the mid elections, all that kind of stuff, you mentioned Trump and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's the reason why they brought him in, in the first place, right? Because the elections that um, that that passed, right? Um and I won't lie, I, I actually do like his his monologues so I, I don't know, it's just something about how he just does these these standard performances, right? Even though there will be, you know, I, I don't want to say one or two, but just a few lines that will just rub on the people's skin and whatnot. And yes, once again, you know, to the in a row, you know, he dropped the end bomb, um, and end wood, right? But you know, that's what we expect from D. Chappelle, right? But yeah, I thought that um you know that that monologue was great though, but again I can't compare it to like what he did. You know the past couple times, right? Um, the sketches that he was in was pretty good as well too. Like I, I like the one with Petito Hole. You know he's this blue magician, sorry, blues musician, sorry, and you know um, <laughs> he's on this talk show and everybody like you know uh well he has a new he has a new lp called um uh, mr potato hole i believe it is or something like that right and you're like yeah we're just making fun of potato hole we're making fun of it right and then when he actually revealed what potato hole means now everybody's just like oh shit!" right it, w- it was funny it was real fun that's all i say right um there was a great uh, albeit unexpected housey dragon sketch too that one right. caught me by surprise way and while i love this one so much though is that Chappelle priced some of his characters right. from yeah. the from from Chappelle's show? Yeah, so oh, yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, they brought back um oh gosh this guy Donnell um, Donnell Rollins boy, yeah, was, yeah. I was like what you know mean? There was a scene. They even bring iced tea into the fold. I was like what? right, it was, right. It, was yeah. it, was it was hard, It was hard, It was hard, Right. The barbershop talk was was cool. I I, 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 I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Right? Um, it's so funny because it bring up a a particular joke that um oddly enough um Samuel Jackson brought up in the "Is That Black Enough for You" documentary, where it's like, oh, why this person moving so so sketchy? He had to be a po- he had to be um he had to be a cop, right? He had to be he had to be right. he, he he's police, right? You know, is is, is that joke, right? it work, right? Um, I should mention the performances, you know, um of um from Black Star, right? Um, so be it and the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing that's the name of the song itself right and yeah i mean performance wise i mean they, they they crush it though um i just just to talk briefly on yasin b i don't know i i, I think as he, as he gets older like his his bars get more esoteric but i just like that he is still you know still that conscious guy that we know and love from since he came out in this into the scene right and tell Quali could do no wrong in my eyes you know what i mean just the chemistry that they have on screen on um whether it's behind the mic or what is on stage is is still is still magnetic right a uh, couple things couple right uh we have heaven scene that was really cool though i love the setup of it too where yeah, it's like a, chappelle it's, saying you know are tired tired and not gonna be in the sketch yeah so, that,
3: uh, that's a good better bit
0: yeah so so he get uh, who it is he get Mikey Day to play Mikey his, his to character play himself, yeah. but Mikey yeah. D can't see certain black words, so he like real awkward and it's it's him it's like a a a, a nice little meta um performance there I just see Chappelle there laughing points for him bringing Donnell Talib Anya and they all crack it up at him too <laughs> that was, that was real cool that was real cool right um if I want to do the 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 final sketchy please don't destroy sketchy election night one just kind of flew past me I just didn't understand it. I, yeah, I, don't know. Please, I, I just don't follow. Please,
3: please Don't Destroy is a yeah. group that they're trying to do. It's it's kind of. They're trying um, to do Lonely Boys. Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. Lonely yeah. Island. A little bit. But it's it, funny. They have their own style of human. They work here, but it, it yeah. still feels too too derivative of Lonely Island. But they, they get into their own. I think they actually have a lot of talent on funny. But it, it had to be like the internet level of humana.
0: Yeah. Well like, one thing I the like about them is is how quick these sketches are. Like it moves at a fast pace, so, like ridiculous ridiculously fast. This one in particular was was quick though. Like they only yeah, had like three minutes, it was like boom, go in, yeah. get out. But again, because I just um not in not too deep into American politics, especially well they was touching on Ohio and you uh, um uh what it was where yeah, the attorney general I was like all right. Well uh, right. Uh, okay. it was
3: making that, that's dice reference a dice reference a relatively modern meme about ohio if you know what ohio is like if you people just talk about ohio now again the meme goes that it's ohio something like a, like a twilight zone type area um that's a meme it's a weird meme it, it's not that funny but it is a kind of like i get why some people would say it but look okay, yeah, I don't look
4: it but like yep. have you ever driven through ohio though
3: right right and it is like you know, a bunch of memes, <laughs> you know the president will be like we must destroy ohio or <laughs> you'll see like a big monster or something like that, that is, that's a meme that's the only reason i got that because like it, it constantly oh comes on TikTok. I, um,
4: I, it's, yeah no. Uh, just speaking as someone that has been on multiple road trips and driven through Ohio, yeah no I, I I
0: get it. <laughs> I <correct>. absolutely <laughs>
4: understand. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right well, well, well. I guess when the sketch goes up on on the SNL YouTube channel, you could check it out and you know in, 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 interpret it for me. I guess, right? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but but other than that though, um, this this is a treat for for Chappelle, man. um He came in, did this thing. I like how he insert himself literally into the show a lot more than and than how he did the last couple times, though. um And yeah, he just he just literally made it his own, man. I just had a blast. I was like laughing, like literally laughing my head off with some of these sketches especially especially the the black heaven one and the the house dragon one yeah that one had me in stitches boys. so yeah Dave Chappelle did it again man love him or hate him the man did his thing he did his damn thing see so yeah, Ricardo quick thoughts on on this episode man
3: yeah as I say he 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 basically gave us a, a Chappelle show episode because it was just the guest stars and then you know who the music guest was and then who he was. like yeah it's a straight up a chappelle a chappelle episode and it was working for most of most of the bits were good like for what they were I, I didn't think they they could have been funny i suppose um the monologue was okay uh but yeah it's it's a, it's a pretty good episode all things considered like something weird about this episode though so somebody made the point that the writers didn't work on this one and I was wondering if like the, the writers kind of boy- probably boycott the episode because you know him and the uh, the old transistor stuff uh I'm not sure because it didn't feel like a, a SL episode at all like, it looked like he came in and brought in his own writers or something. Um, the bits and sketches. It didn't feel like anything at all, like in my opinion. But whatever. Um, that is about it. Um, yeah,
0: it was fine. All right, all right. cool, cool, cool. Uh, we had to talk about the final episode of a show that, um, yeah, believe it or not, we've been covering since its inception. That would be Atlanta. Yes, it actually wrapped up. And, yeah, we're just going to do episode-by-episode uh, episode review of, yeah, the full season. Yeah. um well we will make mention of the first two episodes because you know we actually talked about it before we actually dedicated um well i should say if you if you look for the, um the excerpt on youtube you'll you'll find like just those first two episodes that we talk about but we'll make mention of them nonetheless right but we'll talk about the others the other eight episodes and then we'll just give our final verdict and written right so, yeah, I mean, we talked about the most Atlanta. We talked about the homeliest, homeliest little horse. Yeah. Um, I recapped both episodes, you know, just jumping back into the season. Um, totally enjoyed them, um, especially the homeliest little horse, though. Um, especially with that whole, you know, calculated plan of of urns to get back at this yeah. at this particular woman, by which is, like, so brutal, you know what I mean? But, it, it, you know, both episodes still work. Um, and, you know, for, for, for us, though, it was just great just... Literally just being back at Atlanta because um while and I, I should mention this also, I actually like uh recap the the third season. Um I've I've right. warmed up to it a little bit more. Right. I, I, I still find it to be the most experimental out of the out of all the seasons as far. Um but you know, I was just glad, you know, with this season here that, you know, literally it was a return to form. It was it was just the gang back in, in Atlanta, right? And yeah, I, I couldn't be more happy about that, right? so yeah what we get after what we get from this point on well you know the next episode We just do it episode by episode as i said before uh we get born to die right um this yeah. is the third episode right um this this, this episode <laughs> literally caught me by surprise though but it just says so much while while it is being um primarily satiric right about just the modern rap industry right because yeah. yeah we have we have um alfred right aka people a uh, people boy right who Kinda of just well, who who more or less is 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 asked, you know, during a bar mitzvah, hey, you know, what I mean, help help, you know, this guy wants his son yeah. um, wants his son to be this rapper, right? So like, alright, right, cool, you pay him a million dollars. Like, alright, yeah. cool, I'll do it, right? And then when he reaches studio, he's like, nah, this guy is trash, right? Yeah. But in the process, he runs into this other kid now who calls himself a kid, right? Right. Um, and just, yes, he just was, based you know, off a real person. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. All right, well, you see, that that's thats the, that's the beauty about this show, Trey. Like, you think some of the stuff, some of the, the, the more absurd stuff is just things yeah, that come our, from... Look a video,
3: like, yeah, look up a, a video called Walmart y- Yodeling Kid. That's where it come from. Is a real person.
0: Oh, I saw that, but yeah. that, w- that wasn't rap music, though.
3: No, that that's right. That's the, the, the reference, though. That's the joke. I forget the guy's name. is Mason something. I forget his name.
0: Okay. No, no, now, Now I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I, I think it, yes, you're right. It actually was kind of a rap, but kind of a cute, oh, a little white kid rapping kind of vibe, right? But okay. Right. 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 Yeah. And it just leads to him (laughs) going into this, um, this, this meeting, uh, I kind of call it a a kind of a weird pyramid scheme kind of thing for rappers because, you know, they talk about, well, what you need is a YWA or a young white avatar because yeah, yeah, I mean, it. it it's kind of true, you know what I mean? Once you hit a certain peak in your career as a rapper, eventually, you know, trends are going to f- come in on and then you're going to be kind of put, you, you're going to be cast aside, you know, you know what right. I mean? Like, you're not going to be yeah, there, as there's as all that, you know? Yeah,
3: there's a culture, right. It, 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 and there's a great, great conceit, right? It's a mix of a culture of youth. Um, It's a culture of youth mixed with, with, with cater to whiteness. And probably the, the working conceit that I remember was from Usher to to um, to... Uh, Justin uh, Bieber? Justin Bieber, right. Right. That's what it was. I mean, Justin Bieber is, is Usher's young white avatar because it's the same thing. mostly the same product being sold, except younger, whiter. Dicey uh, sell. Can't go wrong with her.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so because his friend now actually actually takes the um the the other the the Jewish kid under his wing now to be the y- yeah. white um W-E now, uh Alfred decided, yes, what well, I I just gonna take um your little kid under my wing, right? right. And yeah. it, but it's how it end though, <laughs> how, how that that moment end though. But you saw it yeah. coming, there eh, where he, you know he all he all high offer uh, um you know meds and whatnot. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, just offer, offer, um, offer drugs basically, right? And yeah, just basically kind of ends with him. Um, well, sorry, you know, leading up to the Grammy Awards now and then. It's like, well, yeah, we just found out that your kid died. He just Adrian and it <laughs> yeah, yeah. just cuts so deep now because you know you're thinking about men like, say, you know, uh, Mac Miller or other artists who passed away because you know they took drugs, right? So it's like that. Yeah. Um, but that's so interesting in terms of 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 people, boys' perspective, because yeah, this is he, this is his opportunity to become, um, where, where he finally became a manager, right? So that's yeah. why, like near the end, where he kind of talks briefly to to kind of asks him, well, you know, like how how do you do it now? And I think he says something along the line of, yeah, it's just more about, um, it's more about the music that survives now. That's more about the stuff that will last more than yeah. the the stuff that's trending for like about a few weeks, and that actually worked, right? Um uh, but speaking of Urn though, his his story arc was pretty weird too. Cause it involves him who um, right. kinda just making this little this making this mention of okay, I'm gonna sign um, <laughs> I'm gonna manage um D'Angelo and him going right. this, right. this 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 Yeah, this one guy we touch here <laughs> And uh, that whole one
5: bit that one bit was great because he. He what happened boy?
3: He he did I forget what he wanted to do. They wanted to clean up some white person or something that he just didn't want to do. So like yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Some 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 author got in got accused. I think she pulled a gun on this kid who was um like trying to like came at her door and I think he, he was trying to like sell cookies or something like something like, yeah. something like that. So she was caught on tape with the gunner. So like he's saying, well nah, he didn't want anything to do with that. So you can see I I much sure rather go for D'Angelo now. Right, but what, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what what what, make, what why I like that particular moment again is Donald Glover touching on, you know, just just the yeah, just the black wool, right? Just, you know, what's going on, right? Uh when's the last time we've heard D'Angelo? Like literally, uh, when's the last time? Like I know he had that um that album with um oh gosh back in the in the 2010s, I believe it was. That was his comeback and it was a really good album actually, right? And mm-hmm. after that he just he just disappeared, right? Yeah. I know it's one of those things he don't really ask, you know. He's just like, well, I don't know, he just enjoying retirement, or whatever. He just don't so bother to 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 make music, right? I love in this case where through a kind of a being John Malkovich kind of situation, yeah. he runs into who he assumes is um, D'Angelo. It actually isn't him, even mm. though I won't lie though. I get catch with the, with the, uh, the corn rolls.
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Well, that's the joke. It, it's for you know, behind her.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and him singing this Al Green song, uh, like yeah. almost like how D'Angelo's voice is, right? And then he's just saying, no, you know, D'Angelo is more like a, fr- a state of mind. And, you know, we're all D'Angelo's... Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Love that. I like that. I like that. So it, it kinda gives the impression that, you know, um D'Angelo could just like retire and just have his own avatar, just be this one guy. So you know, all you just need to know is that, yes, he's alive and well, you know, he's, he's, he's listed to Al Green Records. You don't have to worry about him while the rest of the world doesn't even know what happened to, to D'Angelo, right? And it's so ironic that it kind of ties back to the, to the, pre, um, to the previous episode of um, the Mo with the death of, um, of Blue Blood, right? And they actually bring up Blue Blood in that episode where it's like, yeah, the man dead and nobody knew. Nobody knew, nobody even knew he'd drop an album, right? So it's like that, unfortunately, with, and ironically, I should say, with D'Angelo, like, yeah, the man dropped literally three albums in his career, and where is he no, you know, we, we don't know, you know? But yeah, it, it was a nice, like, absurdist take on, yeah, well, you know, black black music, right? Whether it's R&B and rap, right? You know, the longevity of it, like, in the case of, like, R&B singers, like say, uh, D'Angelo, yeah, they can put out three albums and then music will stand the test of time, but we'll still be like, um, well, if you're dead, well, i to you? And with rappers now, it's all about, like, you know, it's almost like you have a a, a quick shelf life. So you gotta put out music and keep with trends. And then when when is your time to just step back? Well, that's it. But then eventually you become forgotten. If you're lucky enough, you could actually, like, you know transition to being a producer or manager to another up-and-coming artist and maybe your career could could continue to flourish but in that when is your time to go that's that's it that's that's the unfortunate thing about being a rapper and i just love how this episode really touched on both of those um those issues man zero so any thoughts on born to Die, man
3: yeah uh yeah th- this episode was uh really really funny again you're, you're right you're pretty much nearly the whole conceits involving the nature of the, the rap industry and and you having to like just evolve into a managerial position as soon as possible unless you, you make you know bomb albums which which look uh he he, he big paper boy big but he' ain't, he ain't big enough to, to to say that he blew up anything like that on that level so yeah him becoming a, ma- a manager and doing that whole um with this boy, white avatar stuff is, is actually the intelligent call, unfortunately, that you have to do that. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that it's a solid episode. It's very funny and very well done. The stuff with Ernan and D'Angelo is great as well, because it's like, yeah, D'Angelo is this kind of weird legend conceit. So that whole joke works really well, because I get make the whole him with the, with the towel, let him bear back at all of them jokes. Does like, okay, funny. Yeah, great episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next episode, this, this one, um, while it didn't like entirely land for me, I'll explain why in a bit. Um, I did connect with it way more than I expected, boy. This is light skinned, right? right? Um, right. this is the fourth episode, right? So essentially it's us just, um, seeing, Eun and, um, and, and Alfred's, um, well, you know, family, right? But it more focuses on Earn's mom, um, and well, Earn's mom and father. Uh, you know, it's glad to see um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., you know what I mean, my boy Clee Davis from The Wire, um, you know, yeah. show up in this, uh, you know, and he has his own little story arc as well too, right? But, you know, it more concerns the mother herself, Gloria, who she has an issue with her sister, um, Jenny, right? Um, right? Who is played by McCole um, Bri- Brianna White. I know I've seen her somewhere, but yeah. I, I, like, I can't remember, right? Because uh, she finds that, oh, you know, she's a hoarder and she don't know how to treat the father properly. so. Right she like legit tell Un that is going to kidnap the um you know um uh, his grandfather right and yeah. she kind of does that you know she end up dropping jenny or jenny and Un off to church, to, to, to church. And, yeah <laughs> she's drive off with with, with, the, with the father driver right but then you learn something then you learn that the the um the grandfather himself he actually has dementia right yeah so yeah uh, and you know well um Janina Gen- who is well you know she's the light-skinned and she's the mo- she's she is the most light-skinned out of well the the relatives that we do see here also um points for actually bringing back um Willie boy you know play member boy cat williams I was like hey yeah 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 um and another sibling uh, by the name of pearl right i think this is the first time we've seen her in this um in this series right yeah, pretty much cool. Now, Jenny and this kind of scene that she's just overreacting to things, and Jenny is really overreacting, right? Because yeah. she's saying, you know, like, um, like, the, well, the grandfather, uh, I don't think he's, he's given a name in this. I could be wrong. Yeah, because you want to no, he can't handle himself, and, you know, the reason why he's acting this way is because, you know, he he pretty much, you know, he he fathered a bunch of children, and she, like, he, like, legit forgot about Gloria and all that kind of stuff, And That yeah. just kind of cut the whole conversation short right there, right? But um, what what really interests me too too to was was um was you know Eun's father's act right? Yeah, yeah, he just decided that was a good a Sunday, I, That had know, me a crack it up good. Oh, okay, okay we did. Like I was I was just watching watching watching. I was waiting for a punchline. Then when the punchline hit, by yeah, it, it, it was funny. Yeah, but it it kind of hit my heart too. Right, but it now, I'll i explain why a little bit. Right? Cause, yeah, he he just goes there and he goes to a mall right where it's all quiet on a sunny morning. You know, it's malls right. Malls generally be quiet, right? um I, I think yeah it's is it's, it's um sunday i forgot to mention it sorry about that yeah it's it's yeah. on a sunday he goes right and you know he just kind of kind of gets lost he just kind of goes around just looking around he actually gets a really cool hat a really dope looking hat actually Yeah. Right? No? but he gets so carried away though that the, he the,
3: realizes, the, oh, yeah, shit and the, a bunch
0: the of kids i know i know but she, she really sold him on it though on, on oh you look so handsome you know buy this hat right and yeah, he walk around with his hat and then he runs into some kids, this one, this one boy, like, real mocking him and talking about, oh, he want take a picture of him so he could, he could clown him on IG, you know, what I mean? You know. But I really felt it for the manager because I know he was trying to avoid them, right? But the beauty about this episode and about this show is that, like, for me, it kind of just kind of um, captures the human experience, whereas, like. Yeah, a character is not going to stop and tell you why they, they act the way they are, right? Yeah. But you know something that happened way back when that kind of make them who they are. So, case in point, Jeannie, the reason why she acting up this way. Yes, she going all for the fact that, you know, um, she's sister, you know, kidnapped your father. But you don't know what Janie will go through, right? So they're just kind of looking at she like, oh, you're just some mad woman talking shit. But at the right. same time, yeah, she touched on a point that the man can't take care of himself, right? And it's kind of right. true, right? um but yeah in 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 raleigh's case now well the um in case now is like yeah you could tell that he have this kind of thing against um gen Zers, right but it's so funny too because you know early on when he went into the mall you know he, he have his his wireless um his bluetooth headset on so you're thinking all right he he aware of the times and whatnot right but even still he would kinda of stay clear of, you know, Gen Zers and whatnot. And yeah, they they kinda of mocking him because of certain reasons. But you could tell that it 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 goes way beyond that. Like it's it's like a deep rooted fear. Cause legit the moment when he is like, oh shit, you know what I mean? It's it's you know, it's gonna have a bunch of kids. And like the moment where he comes back out now out of the the, the store, um, yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of kids, right? And he just doing his best to try and be low key, right? You know. Um so yeah, at the end of the day, what, what really make this 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 episode work is just the stuff that isn't said right um case in point that that final sequence with them in the restaurant right that's good <laughs> the father the mother and 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 um and the grandfather there and it's this thing with with um where the mother insisted that they get bread um because they wouldn't given bread when they were eaten and you know um the father's like no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's like she's like no 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 it does it does and the the um the caterer is like uh sorry we can't really do anything about it and he's like yo just give me some goddamn bread right you know yeah. and then he had to kind of calm himself down he's like yo just give me the bread right and again you know you know and you know it ties back to what happened before with how the the kid was mocking him in yeah. at, at the mall right but you know it goes way deeper than that but it's what isn't said right and you know just just to touch on just quickly on the the teams of 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 Atlanta um you know they always like to touch on mental health right but you know in this yeah. case as a touch on family um, and I, 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 I noticed personally, right? That's that's why I say this episode really hit me as uh, um way more expected Is the things that aren't said? Is usually yeah. when things do happen, that's when you find out. Oh, he had dementia. Or oh, he can't handle himself. Or oh, this happened. Or that happened. They will never tell you when something is wrong or something is going on. They'll just always keep it deep-rooted until something kind of brings it out, right? And it's, it's, it's sad, but uh, yeah. sorry, that's just how it is. Be. Sorry to say this with black families. It, it just kind of seems like this is a case, right? It's all this deep-rooted tension going on, all these problems and issues going on, personal issues. But it always takes one, you know, not, not really a big deal but there's something that just triggers it oftener and that's when it becomes a big situation right so i really appreciate that 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 episode for, for touching that but yeah this yeah. was this was a solid episode although it, it just it is it just kind of hit my way more than i expected and i didn't laugh as much although yeah. it, was, it was funny yeah although like the, the moments involving um even and alfred and and um the aunt, yeah. and 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 the aunt and how they was try to escape i like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, that even funny. the stuff with with, Un's with work, work, yeah? but um it just kind of hit me deep in terms of like the, the whole deep rooted issue stuff that, yes, yeah, sorry, we don't like to address in in black families is yeah, just you know? a thing. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah Ricardo, is, you're, you're...
3: yeah, they will don't turn around a bit though. That was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, they don't
0: <laughs> don't, don't turn around like what? Mm-hmm. And it actually worked, right? Yeah, yeah But it, no, is the excuse. Oh, this is Bobby Schmurder's <laughs> escape. Yeah, for real, Escape eh? route. Another <laughs> funny bit. too. Another funny bit. But yeah, yeah, your your thoughts on on light skinned it.
3: No, yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode. It it really nailed, like black black familial pathology really well in this episode. It's a great, great conceit. And yeah, the whole light skin thing. Because yeah, I, I myself no no. But what I'm i have just like that. This kind of weird hysterics like what is it with, with light skinned, uh, light skinned black people are the hysterics though. Like that's the whole thing, right? And they, they're more blacker than black, and they have a lot of self consciousness with that. So that was funny. Um, that was good to it have a, a, a great. The, the, the bit with the father I thought was excellent I really really loved that little small arc you know mm-hmm. he, he real feeling, feeling, himself, feeling good general mama guy from the from the, the sales moment because she won't make a sale you know she yeah. real upselling him real upselling with the hat again. he's had yeah the hat, the hat is the best but the thing is the hat is vibes but you know a lot of young people just make older people feel like shit that's basically what it is like it's, <laughs> exactly. I think it's just that yeah that's just that look the, the older you get the, the more the worse it is getting it I just generally avoid young people because of that like you're not supposed to be part of them spaces or whatever it is and he, he and, just, and,
0: and as you say that you, you could tell that's what Eun and alfred had to look forward to it. Exactly. As they get right, older, right. they're gonna see more of the family members kind of separate and then they will have to deal with their shit. So you exactly. can't blame Un father for just ducking out, like not wanting to have exactly. yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. It, he does know? he does because he knows that's a tumble shit. Once he heard that aunt was part of the nonsense, like, yeah, I I part of this. He, he and then you know, he he, he a little quieter, I he it he, get ruined there. Uh but yeah, I thought, I thought this was good, I like this episode. Fun, it, it it does delve into that black pathology stuff well. Um, you know, that aspect of it. And they make it work for waiters. I, I I really had fun in this episode. Funny. Right, Dark right, right. But good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark humor, but it was good, right? Yes. So up next, we have work, work ethic, right? I would say this one is is one of the, the most gleefully Lynchian moments we've had here. Because um, it kind of reminds me a bit of a certain scene from Mulholland Drive, you know what right. I mean? Um, in terms of or, oh, you know, there's this there's, there's someone shooting a film like they're on set, but there's somebody in the back, somebody mm-hmm. weird and mysterious who kinda could um, control and everything, right? Yeah. But yeah, this is essentially, you know, the Zazi beats episode, right? So right yeah. Well, the the title and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well what, what I mean? Like it's it's Van's episode. So right, it's there, right?
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And Lottie is there too. And one thing I have to give credit with this season too, is that they kind of acknowledge that time has passed since the third season, right? Because yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah, Lottie's like six now, right? Compared to mm. how she was in the second season, where she was just like a not a baby, but just like a, a little child, you know I mean? Like probably like two or whatever, right? But here she's six o'clock. Ah, uh, sorry, she she's six years old, right? And um, they they go to this um TV studio called Chocolate Land. It is yeah. run by a guy called Mister Chocolate. Yep. And yes, early on they make the, they they make it known that yes, we make it full of Tyler Perry because yeah, we have all legitimate. these little um,
3: It's not as it's not as, as biting. Bit 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 yeah, this episode now is not as us. as what they did with, with Boondocks, but still really good.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, well, Boondocks went nuts, though, in terms of how they rip apart Tyler Perry, right? Yeah, but yeah. anyway, but yes, in, in, in similar to that episode, it's it's kind of showing, well, you know, you're just taking all this, like, just scraping the barrel as, as, in terms of black culture, using a whole bunch of cliches. So, case of point, there's a great bit involving um a sort of a precious-esque kind of TV show. Yeah, it's all, and, all <laughs> the black shows. <laughs> Yeah, this is this song, this this mother this crackhead and well I'll get to what happens there right but there's a moment where she says oh this crack sandwich tastes real good something along that line you know what I mean and it just instantly reminds me of De Chappelle with the Tyrone sketch you know we right. Peter but a crack sandwich right but anyway right but yeah um essentially Van just take Lottie and say all right well sorry well Van was just basically just doing like um she's just being an extra in this um sitcom. Right. Just, just for an hour or two, you know, she get all money and then she leave, right? But um, pe- well, you know, Mr. Chocolate, who is who is off screen and he communicates via this um this oh gosh, what do you call it by this little remote speaker, if you will? Yeah, yeah, this is so impressed by Lottie because Lottie just say, yeah, you shut up, right? So on that line, right? And this pretty much carries her into like almost every set on his studio, and it's just Van just kind of following this guy around, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I love the actual reveal, and when you see who Mister Chocolate is, and, he and just who is played,
3: yeah, who played like... Mister Chocolate, of course. And I was surprised because I hear his voice, and I go, who who is talking like you know he's talking like he's he it like um um Alan Rickman and Snape.
0: Oh yes, yes, a bit? A yeah. yes. <laughs> just, nah, nah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he just had that kind of voice him though. like it. It was crazy, but it was crazy, right? Uh, but I just, I just like the whole, we, we go in from set to set to set that we just see yeah. just the, all the black,
3: black stereotype Yeah.
0: black, yeah, black stereotypes and whatnot, right. Um, also points for using McGill's, um, or it is by point and kill, um, from McGill, um, little Sims dread, you know what I mean? Off of her last album, Simbi, right? Yeah. They actually use it in the moment where, where Van was going up to those two security guards asking to get in. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't, don't know what well,
3: about... that cracked me up though Sorry? I said the old woman did he right yes. driving <laughs> as hell dude. And that,
0: was that, was, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. That uh, was funny. but yeah, yeah, this 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 episode totally worked though. Like, like it was just this surrealistic on again, it just reminded me a lot like um uh, David Lynch and Mulholland Drive, yeah. like how he's kind of just showing the dark side of Hollywood. Uh yeah, you know, this this episode is kind of show the dark side of, well, you know, black sitcoms and black films yeah. and movies and whatnot, right? But that's true, in through the lens of Van, who just wanted to, to do right by a daughter, right? Who just wants to see her grow and become her own woman now. But, you know, lot. He's just being put in various positions where, you know, yeah, it's just these stereotypes of what the black woman is or what the black family is and whatnot. Right? Yeah. And yeah, I, I absolutely enjoy this one, man. Um, any thoughts on Wuketic?
3: Yeah, no, this is a classic too, a great episode. Not as biting as it could have been, I felt, but it was still pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, 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 Donald Trump at the end, he was basically playing like a dark timeline version of his character from, um, from, from, from Teddy community. Pukins.
0: No, I, I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to mention Teddy Perkins, the, the kind of weird no,
3: character. No, 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 nah, it's not Teddy Perkins, it, it's, it's, it he feels, he feels like his character from, um, from community, You was the character named by, um, ah, uh, shit was this guy? troy troy troy, troy yeah. yeah it feels like a dark timeline troy because israel troy equal pulling the same eyes and the comedy time and i think and it's like yeah it's like it's a like, while well, we haven't seen Donald Glover in, in solid comedy time in um but yeah i i love this episode again great great setup of tyler perry you know can't go wrong with her
0: yeah indeed indeed uh now we get to one of my favorite episodes by crank that killer boy! My this hard. God, this, this was, was well hot. This was real hot. And yeah. uh, this is <laughs> so pretty much Alfred is the he is the the primary character in all of this, right? Yeah. And he's told by both Eun and Darius, "Oh, it have this crank, that killer, this this guy who runs around and kills people who have performed the dance, the soldier boy crank that dance from like right. what 2006 or whatever it was. Yeah, like 2007. Minute. Yeah, like a hot minute, right? Yeah, he going after them, right? And <laughs> And, you know, like, Alpha treats treat, like, oh, this is nothing, but then he showed him a video, yeah, he actually did that, and I love the SPS right. boy, he was just trapping with the friend one day, yeah, was, that's said, I love with the YTs, yeah. like, yeah, we were just doing it, <laughs> but I like how, how they bring up that too, because he says, well, he don't know I'm the friend, he don't know, right, but I'll get to that friend in a bit, right, so yeah, yeah um so... Alfred eventually gets on edge, and yes, he contacts the real soldier boy himself. Mm-hmm. I love a soldier boy, Sidra. Like you had to get a sea farm, Jen. Like mm-hmm. like a real nigga, sea farm, is dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
5: yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, Irwin and Darius get into their own shenanigans as well, too, because they trying this to get these out. This was as way. hell,
3: though. That, um, that part we
0: They're trying to get Nike miracles or something like that. I think so. That's the even issue. And they run into this guy this this yeah, this well this he's guy sucks
3: as,
0: as, yeah, as hell right yeah coming in back in the van he's like yeah I have them shoes red right? you know what i mean uh yeah you could get them shoes and i think he's what you selling them for i think he was selling them for um I think? I, a, I think it was for 200 but uh, because yeah, i think it was a grand right he, he's yeah. gonna sell for, for like 200 you see all right but first of all the other kids no? and you are like well, well, we'll, we'll up, right and he's like like dude like it is like you're kissing your grandmother dude. like i want all it to be kissing dude. like like you making know. out right yeah and points that's, that's there's awesome. a moment where the man put in this tape boy and he played all my life from casey and juju yeah. i nearly did what i <laughs> that would that would that was hilarious and right? especially the bits that they like the the moments like um i would say the second verse like when you hear, when you see it you know i talk about like when the second verse kicking that was one of the funniest things ever right but they have a nice little subplot as well too involving this um this is funny kid uh, yeah his funny right. kid though who want to be a rapper he just right. seen well all right well uh, you know big sean actually rap in front of a uh, uh, uh kanye so that's how he get a deal right yeah. so he just waited for that big moment right dog is how, how resolve
3: that well. how
0: resolve yeah, boy. had me in stitches. But, yeah. is, I was run back that clip like about four or five times, I was dying with laughter. That was so yeah. funny. I yeah, was ridiculous about that.
3: Yeah, what's ridiculous about that is how like it's like wait, you know hear them gunshots, bro? Like what do you yes. hear?
0: Yes, yeah, so, so, yes, yeah, to get to that, to that, to the, to the, to the climax now. Yes, somebody show up now try to gun down Alfred, right? Right. And we, we, we assume at the time that it was the crank that killer, right? Ooh, One right. And, and fun fact, actually, the, the guy who was in the van, he actually gets shot too, so doing and Darius was like, fucking, there you go because, you know, we yeah. didn't gun shot sooner, right? Yeah. But, um... <laughs> but they say near the end know that um they actually catch a killer but he was a lot um he was a lot bigger right yeah so i assume the... that that the person who was going after alfred had to be the same fellow who's trapping from like 2006. like he, yeah, okay. he probably he was guess. jealous over the fact that um that he had make it so it, like that's why he went for right but well, last thing i'll say right but there is the assumption also because there's another guy uh some rapper by the name of some guy named dog right right he shows up and he like yo we need to do a feature man we need to do a feature right i was like, and, uh, and, and people boy so dread man, man like in a point <laughs> um i think it was water so so all over the man um i think it was one of like i think it's his um oh gosh his audio interface or something like that nah like you know like uh, uh, like you know the, the um the yeah that's uh, a one yeah 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 the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the engineer equipment now nah, like boy you boy
3: um, is, is whiskey i think people
0: whiskey yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. boy the, um equipment not working I no boys, speakers know? are working I know. And That's it's true. true, all that now, like, yeah, because um some guy named Doug actually ends up Stephen Alfred, right? And there's like, yo, well, you know, we have to do this, like we do this today, let we go in the studio. By the way, that song that he put the out in the Church. end had me in stitches too. Yeah, I love yeah. the, the Peruvian flute that he used, <laughs> But yeah, that had my going. But yeah, there is the assumption and maybe that guy hired the the fella to go after well, Alfred. Eh? That's your assumption. So no,
3: that's one theory. But the, the other the other theory is that there was somebody from since season one that was like looking for Alfred for a hot minute. Now there's a connection, I, but I forget the actual details of it.
0: No, you're not referring to um the episode Woods. Um, oh gosh, the the girl you that have... he had met that one day, and then uh, and then she took him to the beauty salon, and he was like, "Fuck that, he don't want that." And then afterwards, the kids tried to beat him up and rob him. Not not right. Them, right? You possibly uh, oh, oh okay Damn okay Alright yeah. that's how far You're going back Alright alright Yeah yeah
3: yeah right. it it have, a, it have a deep cut with it But oh, forget the details
0: Okay 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 But yeah yeah That, that episode is one of the funniest I have seen um, Yeah that was hard uh, just, just that moment Involving that Hispanic kid Again I, yeah. I was I was done I was cracking my I was laughing my ass off At that particular moment It was just like Fuck it I don't care It don't even matter Anymore boy But yeah I love 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 This episode but yeah, any thoughts on Crank, that
3: killer? Yeah, again, really, really funny episode. I didn't expect it to be to go where it did. Because when, when he fell in the car, in the um, van, in the beginning, in, in the shoe, the, um, he fell, in in the he fell, shoe, in the shoe, in the shoe. man, that's what
0: they call him, the shoe man. Yeah, yeah, shoe
3: man. When he gets shooters, like, holy shit, what the fuck, I don't yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it just happened out of
0: nowhere no? too, eh? But
3: it yeah, was... that total straight bullet, like, that is it, robot.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we have uh, four more episodes to go, right? So I'll run through them a little quickly. Uh, we have Snipe Hunt, which is episode right. seven. Um, this is not one of my favorites to be, right. to be honest, but I do appreciate the episode. I do get what yeah. it's setting up. Um, and well, really what it is, is just, well, it's Un and, and Van and, and Lottie, right? Basically, um, they go on this camping trip because it's Lottie's birthday, but really what it is, is just about Eun and Van more or less kind of hooking back up together, but right. more for the sake of Lottie, right? Because, you know, it was, um... Un, kept kept talking about from 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 early ellie. on about i wanted to move to ellie and all that kind of yeah. stuff so, we just never got the time to talk to van about it, right in between they have this so weird setup about this little creature called the sniper and you know um
3: yeah well that's is, that's is a joke now a sniper is a famous line about uh, if you're on a sniper you're basically like the equivalent of wild goose chase
0: yes yes right. e- exactly yeah and like i was expecting more of a p.o for that but
5: it don't really well, happen, yeah.
0: you know. It's, it's that, um, but why? But for me, why I was expecting more out of it, to be honest, is because the four um, three, you know, um men. You know, I mean, the format of the episode. Like I thought right. it was going to be something along the line of, see, a Teddy Perkins, where it's like a particular episode that feels kind of isolated from everything else. now. but it's something that's gonna be something dark now, you know what I mean? Like, I, was, I honestly was expecting something kind of horrific, actually, right. like something spooky, you know, because they're in the woods and we don't know what's going to happen. Right. But no, right. it's just just them just being together and, but really, at the heart of it all it's just really about Earn and Van kind of yeah. hooking back up, but not entirely, but it, again, it's just more for the sake of Lottie and that's really what it is. So, I, I appreciate it. It was more like a, like a cool down episode more anything else, but I can imagine this will not be, you know, a favorite of, of, um, you know, viewers now of this season. But for yeah, me, yeah. I, I like it for what it's I appreciate it. But honestly, I was expecting more as ex- honestly expected something horrific, but no, we didn't get that, which is weird. Yeah, it's just, a lot to, yeah,
3: it's just a, to me, it was just a nice touching episode for 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 the for the family like as a group you get to see them together, camping, coming together. Um there's a lot of a lot of like subtext and meaning when it comes to the, the, the whole idea of black people camping and, and the wilderness, like that's like not a thing, and there's a reason why. And then the ending with the with Lottie's wish, right? Um, the working implication is that her wish came true, right? The, because she wished for them, for the, the parents to come back together. Now, that that's yeah. at least how I read it. Um, something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, they made it work. I, I, I it's a, a again really well shot. You know, um, you know, I, you know, just see them in the ice in the in the wilderness, stuff like that. Like that is why it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And up next, boy, we have what is easily this, the best episode of the season. Uh, one of the best sure. episodes of Atlanta, Baron. Yeah goof who sat by the door oh my god so i'm i'm gonna I'm, I'm tell you uh, all right so i'm just gonna give all you just just a brief synopsis of what it is right yeah so this is what you had to walk blind eh? i did i did i went in completely blind in, into this yeah. right so i get catch first of all because i see it was on ban right if you remember yep. that from season one black yep. um which is black american network i believe it yep. is right here um, if you remember that, that was from that um, that episode, I think it was episode 7 or 8, I think it was from um, season 1, which is still one of my all-time favorite episodes, right? Because, yeah, it was poking fun at, you know, black talk shows and all that kind of stuff. Just, just, just black, you know, um, TV shows, basically, right? Just, just black media, if you will, right? And they give you this, this documentary called The Goof who Sat by the Door, right? The Thomas right. Washington Story, right? So it introduced you to a guy, an animator, right? Um, a black animator by the name of Thomas Washington, who reluctantly ends up becoming the CEO of Disney, right? And early on, he he kind of sees the character of Goofy as this black man, right? And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy for anybody to to look at the character of Goofy and think, oh yeah, he is black, right?
3: Yeah, no, like um, they, they they get in, they get into a lot of a lot of great illusions about the history of Disney like yeah yeah disney th- there's no secret disney is minstrel like that is not a, a secret like that's a yeah. real open thing about disney being minstrel uh, basically the gloves they they
0: wear? why do they wear gloves why do why they right why do they wear white gloves think about it
3: but then they make they make allusions to real stuff like um the oh gosh when i'm forgetting the, the animator's name but the guy who actually the creator of goofy and describing goofy now that's a real thing that book that they was referencing, um, the goofy. Oh, um, the
0: spook who who, sp- who sat by the door.
3: No, 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 no. That is oh. a different reference. We are talking about the actual animator and creator of, of of Goofy himself, the actual creator of Goofy. Um, what's his name boy? But he had a um, whole description of Goofy. Uh,
0: I'll look it up. I'll look it up. One second. I'm not seeing it actually. I'm not, uh, on Wikipedia, I'm not seeing it.
3: Oh gosh, I forget it. They, they mentioned it in the in the in the fake documentary.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well,
3: Right, that is a real thing. Describing Goofy, and yeah, Goofy is effectively a black guy. Like, they, they was this they basically use a caricature, and he's always meant to be. Um, yes. But then they, they they take this and flip it in 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 really interesting ways and make it work. uh yeah.
0: Well, well, and, just, and, just, just just before before I get to your thoughts, right? So just, just quickly, uh, I just wanna just do these stumps, right? So yeah, essentially, we just get this play by play into this guy's career, how he was able to to take Goofy as his own, and and pretty much. You know, push um, what does well, the well the studio to to put out a Goofy movie, right? If you remember yeah. from from '95, right? And you know, and the show uh, the the documentary frames it in such a way that he was so influenced by all the stuff that was going through with black people and how they were yeah. represented in media that yeah, yeah, he wanted this film to be the way how you know to show a true authentic um you know look at at you know black uh, being um being a black father, right? So okay, yeah. that's why you have Goofy and you know son Max in the film, right? But then it go as far as saying, well, no, you know, this, he wanted uh, a different ending. And all sort of drama right. was going on behind the scenes. And then this pretty much ends with him, like, more or less disappearing. Like, his car was found in a leak, right? So it's implied that maybe he committed suicide whatnot, right? Yeah. So it goes dark and it goes tragic, right? But here's the thing about it, right? Because I went in blind eye watching all this, right? I will confess... I bought into it, Yeah, no. I they, actually okay. thought, leading so, up to the end of the show, even when I saw credits, even when I saw guest starring who, 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 I assumed everything that I saw before that was real, enough. That yeah, is how uh, excellent this film, this this episode was executed by. Yeah, it's, my it's God.
3: A, yeah, it's a brilliant mockumentary now. Because it, it, yeah, want you to show a um documentary now. Yeah, watch. Oh,
0: no, uh, but I know, I know you, you, you. Um, uh, I think you, you you did a review of. Big- big the fan of the season way way way, way back yeah, yeah
3: big a big big fan of it and yeah it was it was effectively that it, it just is great really very similitude documentary but what they do brilliantly is they they shift from real stuff real illusions back into unreality back into the fake story and i you know when i know it was full of shit, when, they, when they mentioned the cheese thing I like oh, are oh
5: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> they're really serious with this? So, but they make it work like they make it like really work in terms of the actual allusion to the goofy movie because yes a lot of black people like the goofy movie it's not a secret that is like an open thing amongst black people it's like yeah the goofy movies are sure that hit now. um and, and Max's and max and goofy as a black person and then yeah the idea of goofy as a single black dad but they, they make it really work what's brilliant about it is two things um they made they made uh um, what was the name washington um they made him look like a, a young a young floyd norman i thought that was a brilliant like little touch you're like Right, Floyd Norman look like, look, he look like Floyd Norman when he was a child. Huh? It's like, all right, that's good. And then the little things like... um, What is the little prince? The little prince?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Do you talk about Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's all the little references and jokes and things. It's like, mm. oh, dog, this is so hard, though, and so well done. But yeah... yeah um,
0: but, 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 the, uh, I, I need to, to dive back into this, though. This is one of those episodes, right? Yeah. it's a have, to, real, have it real, dissect, boy. Because, a lot again, of, like, right.
3: like... Yeah. No, there's a lot to unpack. It, it's very it well is. done. And then... The, the name of the episode because i saw the title of the episode i was like oh shit because the only reason i know about the original book and movie is um well i never read the book but i watch the old movie that is uh because of nipsey hustle and if you also constantly reference story right yeah oh, okay you spoke okay. who stood by the door mm. um cia stuff the idea of a first black cia the idea of a person you know get on the end and making it work and this is so clever and, and interesting on its own right now of him just be the uh, there's this secret leader of Disney making a show. And it, it's it really felt like a it really felt real, eh? They really nailed the aesthetic Did of it. Boy, Look. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so when
0: it. I found out after the fact that okay, nah. no, it's actually a mockumentary, oh yeah. shit. But yeah, I have to hot. say there's a few things, boy. Um points to well Donald Glover actually directed this boy. I don't know yeah. how that man I I guess it's true there they um the fact that you know Atlantis on Hulu boy, but the mere fact that they got Disney to just be like he, yeah, we're gonna do this guys, we're gonna do this. Well I I, what? I know you're probably gonna look at us bad and kinda call we racist, so kinda hint at, the, at us being racist at a point in time. Yeah. But no, we know the joke, we know a satire. Right. So run with it. We trust you, Donald. We trust you.
3: What no, what made it brilliant too is it is is the the idea of um referencing like okay, so I thought they keep they keep talking about um what you call it, boy. They keep talking about uh remember that they say Chris Evans was supposed to make a, uh, an appearance on the show, like, for some reason. And I was right. like, all right, maybe, but that is not the case by itself. The, the episode does this great thing of, well, Chris Evans was supposed to make a reference. So I thought they were going to do a send-up of the MCU, right, with Disney now, but this is so much better, <laughs> what they do here now. Another thing, it's, a, it's an allusion to um, the episode in season three with, with uh, what
0: do you call it? With, with, with People Boy and oh, in Amsterdam. Boy. I'd you, I, I picked up on that too, you, know, you yeah. know, I picked up where there was, um, this was right after, well, slight spoiler, um, Thomas, um, Ash, well, actually, is separated, right, well, sorry, his wife forces right? Yeah. And there's a shot where you see him, the wife, and his son, and they're wearing goofy hats.
3: The same goofy hats, right. The moment right.
0: I saw that, I it, I went back to that, that season three episode, yeah. um, um where's this boy? Um, New Jazz, that's what it is. I just watched it, and there's, well, believe it or not, right? There's a moment where um, this is right after um, Alfred and the, the yeah. girl, right walks out, and it's nighttime. Right? If you look, you see three tourists, dread, and you're looking at a map, dread, like like yep. where to go. I remember oh, they made really the reference to in this episode here now with you know a, a goofy movie, and you know they were they were looking, they had a map, and they they made, they said that oh, it's an illusion to you know the the green book, right, and the history behind that. I right. like my. God, but yeah, so they uh-huh. plant the seed of this particular episode in that last one. Because even in the last one, I was like, Goofy hats. What do you have with goofy hats? Yeah. And this this episode pretty much answers that my my God. But yeah. This I, did, episode, I literally had to watch over again. Um uh, I just say by my final thoughts. Um, this this blew me away, This was
3: yeah.
0: so well done. Um, I I, I don't know how Donald team was able to pull this off by again because you you, you pretty much telling disney you're pretty much saying disney have a racist past you know <laughs> you're pretty much telling them that you know you're pretty much showing the world that you know yeah they're all like well this is satire so it's, it's kind of true but it kind of isn't but now nah, yeah. execution wise acting wise everything wise this was this was still in my opinion but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, continue,
3: continue. yeah, no, yeah absolutely brilliant episode they, they make it work for white i mean it, it's a while we have seen just a great like mockumentary in this fashion and I I I really wanted them to do so. I know they had to do something with the something with the MC, because as a matter of fact, they, they do Tyler Perry. They you know they had to do this now. This just totally scratchy itch. I was waiting for for them to do a big send up of one of of something big now. Uh, yeah, this was the absolute perfect, perfect way to nail it now. Uh but yeah, I I, I absolutely love this episode. I have so much to unpack to talk about history of Disney, the reality of it the fake reality of it the illusions that they are going through yeah absolutely masterpiece of episode i, I it go it go bring up a lot of dialogue and, and, and you know this uh discussions for the future
0: agreed I, yeah i, I want to do an sc on this shit i to yeah do this was hard <laughs> i want to do a video essay on this god damn it right mm-hmm. so now we get to the second the last episode right andrew wyatt alfred's will right right um this one i felt was sort of an illusion um to it's the... a book i think this was okay, no, actually it's well that uh, Andrew Wyatt thing, um well I found this out after the fact. It is based off a of painting? a painting, right? Called a, painting, um, a photography. Will. Yeah, Christina's Wool, right? Christina's um, Wool, right, right. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um to me this this sort of felt like, you know, just like um like referencing what we saw with light skinned, right? The idea of when you get older and how you see the wheel and whatnot. Because yeah, this is pretty much um this is this is pretty much Alfred just being on his own, right? He yeah. he um he eventually gets his um his sea farm, if you will. You know he has a shooting range and whatnot, so you could tell that you know the the shootout in in Crank that killer like really push him over the edge. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like yeah, you know, what I mean, and also he have a old wheat farm there, you know, what I mean, so he do everything yeah. right, and we just seeing um just how he going about his day to day. There's a there's a tractor that nearly kills him. Um, there's what we what we eventually find out to be like these these wild hogs running around, you know, um, eating out his weed and stealing his crops right. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, and, wild hogs,
3: wild hogs is a big thing. Like that's a thing that in America, like it's like it covers almost borderline urban legend, you know. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Wild hogs. Um, as a they, they, they're actually very dangerous eh? they, individually but like they could be they actually like takeable sections and they're very territorial and it's a whole thing so like oh they do wow. doing this not thing finally that i'm glad yeah. yeah. that they do that
0: all right all right, all right. Yeah. And, and, and it made for like a, a genuinely intense all those kind of 42 yeah. um scene though like climax involving, the end, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, involving involving um alfred a skillet and a wild hog though like yeah, I, right. I legit yeah was, yeah you
3: was bring was back <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, this, this, this was, this was kind of like a slice of life thing with in terms of him though. But why I say it kind of references back to the light skinned in one is that, um, when, um, so, so Ernest is constantly contacting him, right? And it's only after the attack, right? With the, with the hog, now that yeah. he finally answers the, the phone, right? And then it's like, well, it's something about a contract or whatnot. And then, well, Ernest asks him, everything okay? He's like, yeah, everything cool. Everything cool. Everything cool. You sound tired, bro no mm-hmm. man everything cool everything cool again you know i mean this pathological thing of you know you don't want to see what what's wrong with you know but something wrong right you want to keep right. It, deep with it right as, as i said before right but it's the ending that that really um, intrig- um intrigued me right where it's just him outside of the of the home itself you know um you know and he's he's doing this facetime session with with um with Alfred, uh sorry with um with Un, right yeah and it just, how the way how they just talk in this this random conversation though it feels as if yes, it's almost like Alfred is is old now and this is like his his it's almost like he retired now. And yeah. he could just kinda rock back now, even though he has a broken he has a broken leg now. You know, he could just kinda rock back on his on his porch, you know what I mean, and just look at the sunrise and whatnot, right? So it's almost like he in the old man phase in a sense, right? That that that's how I picked up on it. So I don't know, like maybe it's a allus- maybe it kinda alludes to the fact that I I always see that maybe this is how this is how um Alfred will end up being in the end. Like you know when he's done with the rap game, all he gotta do is just move to the sea farm and just live off the land and yep. try to avoid um you know wild hogs. You know, and that could be the re- that, that 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 could be sorry how he spends the rest of his life. But that was really interesting. Though. That was like a really interesting way to to end that 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 episode off. You know what I mean? Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Your, your thoughts on this episode?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I thought this this is a, a again a somber piece. It is interesting, like in terms of just Alfred's like you know, for lack of a better term, his just internal will like what they're trying to go for, like him just trying to chill, chill out and a little small moment already, like like the part with the tractor. Um it comes back on him, they they they, they bring it back good if I say, Look, if you do settle on tractor the tractor's gonna roll over. He say he lost two uncles, so that that's funny. Um it's it's just good. And then the conversation he had with the, the old white guy selling him this stuff. Um uh, it's pretty good. It's just, I guess, a solid character piece. Like, this, this season just going back again, going back to form of the character material. Um, the partners say, you're going to buy it on Amazon. No, yes, you know. I, I really, I like this one, too. Like it, I don't love it, love it. It's, it's one of the weaker episodes, to be honest. But it, it's still a, a really good, like, um conceit on what he was going for. And I think a, a lot of it is just him just trying to be in isolation from everything. Just like, look, you, eventually the world will get to you. You fell it. I totally understand that. Um, I can't deliver that myself right now. Uh, they, they make it work for what it is.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, by Yeah. The grand finale. Yeah, it was all it. a dream, right? Yeah. Uh this this, this, this one hit my boy because yeah, I was man. like, This is the last time I can to see these guys, This is the last time I yeah. gonna see Eun and Darius and, and Van it, and Paper Boys. It, boy it don't feel
3: it don't feel uh, like a finale. It don't feel like a finale, but it was like still really works out of finale.
0: Yeah, um, but what I found out behind the scenes is that this is this was intentional. The writers really wanted to feel like yeah, it's a normal episode, man. It's not the right. end and end, right? But right. Like, I could imagine some people being disappointed in, in in terms of that. It doesn't feel like it doesn't have any closure in relation right. to everything that we saw before. But um, in a way, I kind of like that, right? right? But in a nutshell, it, it kind of centers really on Darius. And it actually makes sense right. to center on him because of just his chilled out vibe and the way how he kind of looks the world like, Yeah, yeah, this is how it is. And I'm not really going to sweat it, whatever, you know. Yeah, peace, which is uh,
3: you find out, right? Yeah. You come to find out a lot of that is bullshit now. It's all covered
0: yeah 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 exactly right so what happens is that he well we learned that he actually you know goes to this um sensory deprivation tank he actually goes on a weekly basis actually which actually makes a lot of sense given who he is right (laughs) but yeah um and then well what, what he says he actually does he actually reveals this through this conversation at this pharmacy is yeah. that the way how he finds out if what he's what the world around him is real <laughs> yeah. now is yeah. if he watches judge judy if it's on tv right. and judge judy is, is tick right she's cool, right. right she have clues right. she have ass and that, right right if if she dice, does
3: dice, that's then... his totem
0: <laughs> right right that's his totem exactly yeah. so if if she, if she is thick then okay he is still dreaming he has to wake up right yeah and we just see like um <clears throat> This inception-esque kind of sequence involving yeah. him, no, just seen, just being in a bunch of scenarios. But because, and this is the brilliant thing about this episode, right? Because of everything that we've seen so far in this um, in this series now, it feels real, but it has some level of of, of um, absurdism to it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, even with with what we see with him, no, like case said point there's a moment where he runs into our old friend, and it leads to, to her being stopped by the cops, and I right. see what happened there. And it it feels like this is like part of the world of the show Atlanta, right? But then he wakes up. Oh shit, is a dream, right?
3: Well, <clears throat> it, it, what they do with it? Uh, what they do with It's clearly allusions to his own trauma. Like like it's implied right. that that yes. that girl was a real friend who died or was killed by the police or something like that. We're not sure. Like not sure, why yet. did why did it play out like that? Though? And then well, the big thing with the with the with the brother
0: um that gets yes heard. yes yes that, that yeah. gets me my surprise because i don't yeah. think we, we've never seen his family we just, never seen this person. we just yeah. heard that you know he from nigeria he was um. right he was castrated when he was young um that, 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 that sorry circumcise. not, circumcised. Circumcised, 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 circumcised circumcised right, right. Yeah. and that's really all we know about his past but here we actually see exactly. his brother right and um yeah. it's kind of implied that you know his his brother isn't in in, in perfect health um right. so there's a lot of stuff that, that's going on there too but you could tell yes it is you know, like all the deep stuff that's going on inside of Darius, but because he is this chill dude, yeah, he wouldn't tell anybody this, right? So again, just going back to that whole idea of keeping all your, your, your demons and your problems centered inside of you, right? Yeah. I realize that's like a major theme of the season and the show as a whole, right? And that's why I just love how you know the this show will always remind you about um about mental health, right? Especially yeah. the black community, right? Even in that uh, in the goof episode, yeah, they mentioned mental health too, right? Yeah. But yeah, we just see all this kind of stuff going on. Um, is a bit do it with with. with uh, with Eun and Alfred and, and, and Van now at this black owned sushi restaurant <laughs> right, though. Yeah. It's right opposite the Popeyes, right? Yeah. And the <laughs> Great food is bad. Everything is, is real unprofessional. And everybody's like, yo, we should just go to this Popeye's and so we go now before right. the kids but yes, come back. <laughs> that not true?
3: That's not true because the fella defend himself at the end. Uh um, yes, yes, He's Like, um, yeah, no, this is what you're supposed to serve sushi. Yeah, this is the real DTF sushi, but what you what you know as sushi. It's bullshit. The real sushi sauce. Yes. If we had room temperature, so So the place he mentions is a real place in Japan. That that subway sushi restaurant. Oh,
0: that, that oh gosh, that subway place that he yeah mentioned. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, that a real place. It's our documentary sure about it. Okay, uh, okay.
0: but uh, yeah, yeah. The, that, that that guy right, the, the owner. His name is Demarcus Strad. Um, yeah. I don't even know the actor. I know he looks familiar, but dude, he his his monologue though is one of the yes, best I've really. seen this season. There's yeah. a bit, dude. There's a moment afterwards, where um. Where he he he's he's talking chiller eh, and then he just has this meltdown. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says, stop left, let me goddammit!" it. Oh, he says, yeah. Stop talking this shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was to rewinding that like about four or five <laughs> times, but that was so funny. Like, "Goddammit, stop yeah. doing shit. <laughs> you know? It just it just come out of nowhere, but it, it was no, so funny, Jen. I it, love it. It does
3: it does get into it does get into that aspect and we we more you gonna talk about this with, with with uh when when we talk about Black Panther. Uh the idea of it, it gets into that general conceit of grief. His perspective, like the point he make about who owns the formula for Popeyes, like who owns Popeyes effectively, yeah, not black people. Let's be clear about that. um You know, all the big institutions that you, you think is black, not yeah, black.
0: he said it was some Italian, some Italian, Italian
3: family that don't yeah, even live family. don't live in Georgia anymore, right? They moved to New Jersey. Um, it's a it's a funny bit, but all eyes like largely true, right? And they make it. He his perspective is totally understandable. It's like, look, if you're doing a thing. It had to be in the context of the thing. Like when you see another person do it, especially if a black person do it, automatically, immediately um, take it less seriously. Right. And I have a whole like sociological, you know, hypothesis about that. Right. And it, it's more to do with language and all kind of things. But it's cultural, right. There's a, there's a working anti blackness to the world in terms of a whole bunch of shit you'll just not take seriously simply because you see somebody else who you don't like or what it is or the X, Y, and Z group do it. Like you associate the thing with the thing instead of the actual utility or the direct thing. The man is a professional, you know, he knows his shit, you know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's an excellent sushi artist. He knows his, sh- his stuff, but they're not going to take it seriously, right? Sorry to say it. That's how it is. You yeah, don't know wh- where where, and how you are marketed and you package it you now and make it work in that that context you now. And that, yes. I thought it was like a, a really good, like, just a good, like, somber, simple, straightforward message. Look, yeah, black people, come on. You had to, you had to address this in, for what it is and how, how seriously you, you take it for what it is. People, to be fair, there's a lot of bad faith involved, right? A lot of people take things simply less seriously because, you know, a black person did it or, or the star of a person it is. And we, again, we're going to talk about this with, with Black Panther. But the episode does really work when it comes to grief. So so the big guest star of the episode, I don't know, you know who the, the guest star was? Uh, Chris Summer. Homer, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she was, she was in the, she was in the um, the, the, the pharmacy. Um, yeah, yeah, she was great. The, 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 sensory deprivation. Yeah, so. she was yeah, great,
3: yeah. And, and she, she's a perfect example of that, right? You know, you, you, you know, Chris Sommer's career is not a black career, right? You know, you would not think Chris was a black person if you know her from, from her work, right? Um, but she's yeah, a,
0: yeah, a she's, she's voiced white vi- um white. Um, characters, characters for years. Yeah,
3: the first, her first big role was was Penny from from Inspector Gadget. Like you know, you that was a, yeah, that was that was her career. That was she, she where she started. She's right. a great voice actress, amazing career. You know, she. I mean, how many? I mean, uh, it's a laundry list, a laundry list of her career. But she's a black person, and she, you know, you really think about think us as a black person in terms of the conceit of it, and and we could talk about that in terms of identity and, and how it is your your market yourself. But the show, I think the show ends itself really well by being, yeah. it's very self-reflexive in that sense about and
0: and and as as i mentioned that with chris summer now no you could no you you can't blame her for somebody like her even if she's playing herself or not uh yeah. for, for for going into this to this place into this clinic to just kind of escape reality for a while you, you, you well can't least... I, I
3: i well a lot of people think that dies dies darius's mom like that that's all, all an illusion like I, I a lot of people say that she was his mom and that is dies what she was referencing because she's the one who gave him the quote-unquote anchor now. and i remember uh-huh. Somebody was pointing out how she, she had an anchor tattoo on her hand. Um,
5: oh, so I, okay, okay, okay.
3: Yeah, I don't know. You, you, could, you, had, you had to wait to, to, to dig it up like, again. Is whether or not how much time you want to spend on this. Um, but yeah, I um I I just thought it 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 again. It doesn't feel like a great ending, but it's a good ending. And I really thought they was gonna do something terrible, like with it now. Because I really, Cause really, it had a, a big a bunch of fan theories about it is a simulation and it's not a simulation. But what it do with it, I thought it was well done the Idea of why it is you would want to escape in, in the conceit of trauma. Um, they do the inception thing because it's very similar to inception, the end, especially what they do with that. Um, oh, you yeah, know, are right,
0: you're right, you're right. Yeah, you know, as you say, the ambiguity of the ambiguity right,
3: you of know, just, you stick or not, right? That's that's the end, right? That's all I'll say, right? And uh, they make they make just the conceit of it of the ending of, of you know, well, it's quite possible Darius could be the Tommy Westfall of this whole thing, right? Even you know what Tommy Westfall, if you get that reference. Uh, that's another black reference. That's um who invented the Tommy Westfall theory. Look it up. You'll see who it is. It's my boy. I,
0: I I'm I'ma look it up. I'ma look it up. Right.
3: Yeah. But I am gonna tell you now. Uh it's my boy, Dwayne McDuffie, right? Um oh. this 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 conceit of it of, of the Tommy Westfall hypothesis. you know what that is? It's a really nerdy thing, but it's it's great. Uh I loved it. I, I thought this. Yeah is a really really strong ending to the series it, it's it still doesn't feel like a finale but it does it, your point to me i felt it,
0: it I, exactly yeah. um and that that yeah. is yeah. A, that's a really bold call to to, to do an episode like that because yeah we all was hoping to see closure with everyone right especially good like we was there like wondering okay what's gonna happen to Eun and, and especially Eun and van like you know well, yeah. although we do get that one episode right but yeah. i think in its own way each episode kind of gives the impression that yeah they'll be fine like they're not yeah. gonna die or you know right get some serious and, access and they're gonna they're are, gonna live on they're gonna be yeah they're gonna be better individuals one way or the other they, right you may have to go through more shit in your life like say right. uh, alfred or uh Martin, not- but you'll be good you'll be good yeah.
3: No, but they make it work because I I wanted, and it, they could have they could have had more stuff. Like I, I I do think that the show could have gone; it could have totally done season
0: five or season six. Agreed, man. If if I have one gripe for this season and the, the series as a whole, we yeah. could have gotten one more could, season.
3: One like more, like right? I, I felt it. Yeah,
0: fra- yeah, like up I, I know I know the actors. You know, they're they, they getting right. any young, and you know they're gonna hit forty soon enough. But nah, man, give me one more season. Yeah, right. yeah.
3: Because I thought I I wanted because what I wanted I wanted them to to wrap up what they kind of hinted at the beginning with. with Earn right. I, I I call him. I make the joke. I call it Earn Yeager nah. Right. That mean, oh yes. <laughs> that mean spirited streak he had, you know, and that back and forth with the therapist. I really wanted to see more of that, now nah. Um, and I wanted I wanted more weird American urban legend dark lore stuff and history, like what it did. Like, with, what was the, into
0: that at the beginning of the third season? Like, right. I wanted to see more of that. You know. Yeah, like stuff, the, yes.
3: like stuff with the stuff with Lake Lanier or the the Hart family allusion. That episode, right? With the hmm. with the. With the, with the two, with the two women, and the the, the black adopting the black and kids, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, the, the black kids,
3: yeah. And I, I kind of wanted more weird stuff. Because Georgia Georgia. Some so much weird shit in it. Like they could have referenced the Georgia stones. That's a that's a whole weird fucking thing by itself. Or if you know who Wayne Williams is, right? I thought we could have guessed some about that. Yeah, whatever. It have so much like they could have do. So, uh, I don't think the show will get a follow up or anything like that. But I, I, I really loved it for what it is as an artifact of its time. Um, in, a, in American history and, and in pop culture in general as a show and what it has to do and it, it's a show that's going to bring up a bunch of like discussions for the future and whatever it is as a show uh, I hope it's not forget, forgotten but I don't think it will be and I, I think Donald Glover you know you know, barring any horrible tragedy Um, again we'll, we will talk about that with, with with Black Panther barring any horrible tragedy you know he, he will go on to have a, a great career and, and I really want to see what he's going to do going forward and, and all of them to be honest like all of them have great potentially great careers going forward um you know and this is a good good stepping point i don't know i'll get to say i was there from the beginning boy i didn't like zazie beats back when she was at Atlanta, right? from you know i could say that like you 10 know. years from now going to that. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna be that right um it's a, it's a really really fantastic you know artifact of time you know of a show of what it was saying we're trying to see we're trying to do um where it was where it was going on just from a, a production standpoint it's brilliant in my opinion just just you know how it was well shot you know all of the compositions and ideas and, and conceits and references um and it, it, overall it was a, a really workable smart show and, and for white um yeah so i i love it i love season four rating i'll probably give it like a nine out of ten overall atlanta as a series i'll give it a 10 out of 10 i loved it as a series um and yeah that's how i feel about it We could, we, you know it have, we have no time to unpack here we could probably just dedicate a whole episode just unpacking atlanta but as it is i really love it especially that that goofy episode that goofy episode that goddamn masterpiece like, let's talk about that
0: Anyway, yeah, yeah. A, a green man but dude i i have to echo your your sentiments to why this was a fantastic um final season man um yeah. and for me no, i you know because i knew the show was going to end i i recap you know the previous season including the yeah. third one of course right and you know, it was it, again, but I'm, I'm just going to miss this show. I'm going to miss it. Right. Cause yeah, I mean, over the course of C of six years, cause this thing started from t- since 2016 boy. um, I was just in, in all of this, this, this show, right. Um, just being able to touch on the black experience and really go in depth into, it, um, the psychological, the financial, the mental, yes. all that kind of stuff. No, but. You know be surrealist with it be darkly yeah. humorous with it be deadpan with it as well too and yet still have so much you know stuff to to dissect and you know analyze that right? i mean and that's the beauty of the show too right there's there's so much that's going on underneath the surface right i mean like even at surface level you might laugh at certain things or might find them to be absurd there's a lot more stuff that goes on by so you know like and and that is why i love with my shows right? where i could yeah. go back to two three years from now and Figure out something. or see something that I didn't. I didn't even realize before, right? And just the mere fact that it is touching on the millennials, right? Yeah, we both yeah. are millennials, right? And just touching on the millennial experience. It's not just an America thing. It's not just our land right. thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's Just, it's, just it's, about trying to find your own way. You know It'll mean? <laughs> yeah. be at your age, right? Yeah. That's why I resonate with the show so much. You know.
3: Yeah, it does a great job of addressing the elder millennial conceit, like just how our space and time how we had to deal with like financial crisis, jobs, job market, just the the, we get to see the, for lack of a better term, yeah, I'm going to straight up say that millennials just had to deal with the ladder pulling, you know, front and center, right? Just straight up, you know, just older people just not giving a shit and just completely had no problem, you know, blowing up the system just to undermine the future. And millennials had to take the brunt of that. I mean, I'm glad that Gen Z and things kind of picking up the slack and addressing these problems direct. And, you know, they, they tend to be more woke than us, which is great. Um, in my opinion, but uh, the, the show Atlanta really does this middle point. That's why that's why it works as an artifact. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, as I say, I really like to see unpacking going forward and and, and future TV shows that that that'll address it just as good or even better as a TV show. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, acting from from episode one to this this final episode, um, great um, direction is great though. I mean, shout sure, out to Hiro Murai, yeah, and Donald Glover too for for you know just just great jobs, you know, um, you know, great work behind the camera as well, too. Um, but really what makes the show shine boy is the writing boy. Just so yeah. much layers to this boy. You cannot write in that, that, you know, I, I want to do one day. Joe. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I might do my own sort of surrealist spin on what it means to be a Trinidadian in one day. I don't know, who knows, right? But right. yeah, this is going to be a show I'll be going back to over and over just to to learn more, you know what I mean? Just to learn more about what it is about the Black experience, what it, le- what it is to be a millennial, what it is to just live, you know what I mean? Um. And in closing, I'm not going to forget Dune. I'm not going to forget Darius. I'm not going to uh, forget Van. i definitely not going to uh, forget Paperboy. i definitely not going to forget Teddy Perkins and all the other weird characters yeah, no. in, in a hurry, man. Um, th- th- this show is nothing short of a masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, and this final season is evident of that. So, rating wise, for me, this final season gets a, a four and a half out of five for me, boy. absolutely loved it. You can expect this in my top 10 as far as best TV shows of this year. And yeah. the whole show as a whole, man yes straight up five out of five by see this show before you die i can't mm-hmm. wait for this to come out on home media one day i just want to grab this and and look at behind the scenes and listen to the director commentary and just just to learn all the ins and outs and whatnot man um so yeah shout out to donald glover but he gave yeah. us the the modern equivalent the modern comedy drama equivalent of david lynch's twin peaks man and yeah right. i mean our lives are changed for the, for the best, you know, because yeah, of the right. show, man. I, I Yeah, we absolutely love this show. Like I say, we've been talking about it since day one. Um, Guys, if you have not seen this show, watch this show. We can't see this enough. See this show. It's great. You'll love it. All right. So we're moving to, to Netflix now for a bit. Uh, let's talk about Is That Black Enough For You? Right. Um, we're going to keep yeah, this one uh, short and sweet because right. really there is not much to talk about. But in, in it's not in a, in a bad way. That, that's, that's the best way I can really describe it.
5: Right.
3: Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, um, this, this, uh, it, it, it has, a, my main problem with it, it has a, a singular thesis that they just kind of repeat a lot. Um, but then they just show a bunch of examples of black cinema, black Hollywood, behind the scenes black stories. Um, the one thing I didn't know about is that Robert, Robert Downey Sr. thing. I do not know that at all. Like that's,
0: you never saw, um, you never saw Snoop um, um, slope.
3: No, I know, I know the movie, I know his career, but I didn't know that, that I didn't make that connection with, with, uh, the bit that, uh Thunder. In. Thunder. yeah
5: yeah, yeah. Oh. i didn't
3: make that connection at all i was like oh shit that is, that is a reference <laughs> that's actually pretty clever though um right. yeah right. well I, as i say again my opportunity to make my dumb joke right so yeah um you know we, we're talking about atlanta ending which is um doing McDuffie's concept of of um saint elsewhere from from tommy westfall hypothesis um tommy westfall i'm sorry i'm saying elsewhere. Dental start denzel washington um, which also had uh, Malcolm X and Angela Bassett and you know we're doing six years of separation. Angela yep, Bassett yep, was yep, one yep. of the stars of Black Panther <laughs> right uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it, it, it's all and, connected man you know it's another interesting link it's a bunch of black people <laughs> in all these movies and this yep. um, yeah but this, this, um, this documentary was it's good but it's very repetitive Right? If you're, if you're familiar with all the material, it's not new to you, but I'd I, I, I imagine it's, a, it's for people who are not familiar with the material. You only got yeah. really one young person to come true for this, if you're in Zendaya. Um, yeah, yeah, To make a reference. Because, like, yeah, she was just referencing Diana Ross, and, like, you know, she's clearly pulling her, her style, I think, from a couple of those people, you know, in terms, mm. of, in terms of just small influences. Uh, but I it. suppose it's just history stuff, Laurence Fishman talking, Larry Fish, uh, Sam Jackson talking. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. Whoopi Goldberg, they get to come through. You know, they, get, they get all these, the, the people's up yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was but it didn't do anything that interesting it was like a general like thesis or anything like that most of it is stuff you know um or stuff we, we did we, we talk about they make mention of um the, the movie nitsi also is constantly referenced um which which was referenced in, in atlanta that great episode of atlanta the spook who stood by the door they did that uh-huh. like, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay.
0: I, I like that i, I like that i was like ah okay yeah yeah I, I i see you i see you yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, what well, he right, what, what shows about in a nutshell, right, it's it, it's technically a film essay that we see here, right, um, sure. from legendary, I was going to say iconic, but legendary, um, you know, historian and critic um, Elvis Mitchell, right, and he's just talking about the period, you know, um, 1968 to 1978, right, which he, he called like a watershed period in terms of black cinema, right, um, he goes way back showing how, you know, um, black actors and actresses were portrayed on screen, um, mostly, you know, from a from a white and, you know, racist perspective, you know, what I mean, um, really, really uncomfortable stuff for that. But I mean, that that is part of film history, right? Um, like it or not. Right. And just the slow and unsteady transition now into like, you know, the 60s where, you know, there were there were these big films now that 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 featured black actors now. And they were in a less, um, you know, white perspective, um, you know, a, a less racist lighter, I should say. Right. But then from 1968 onwards, no, that was when, you know, um, black directors uh, really got their chance. Now, um, where, you know, big studios like Warner Brothers gave them opportunity, you know, and they were able to, to craft great films, whether it's Cotton Comes to Harlem or, you know, The Learning Tree from Gordon Parks yeah. or Shaft, you know, me from Gordon Parks Jr. Um, Superfly, um, Sweet Sweet Box our Song from, you know, uh, Melvin Van Peebles. Um, and just 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 a list, just a laundry list of, of films, right? And yeah, this is what this film um, covers, right? Um, as you mentioned, um, Ricardo, you know, there are some great interviewees. We have Samuel Jackson, you have Billy Dee Williams, um, Zendaya makes her parents, um, Glenn Turman is there. They even got, um, or should mention, um, Harry Belafonte is there, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Whoopi Goldberg, um, the great Charles Burnett who um directed, you know, Killer Sheep. Um a masterpiece, in my opinion, y'all should check this out. Um they also got um Gondra, like I forget the man's name I can realize. Yeah, that. From Sesame I got Gordon from Sesame Street. Because yeah. yeah, I would never forget though when I saw the first when I saw the trailer for Willie Dynamite. I was like, oh shit, that's Gondo, like Gond being a pimp. It's you know what I mean? In that show, though. it was it was hilarious. But I still need to see that movie, right? But anyway. And yeah that's pretty much what it is right but i do agree with you ricardo um it it doesn't it doesn't do anything too um different or new right um it is stuff that we are familiar with i would say if you're familiar with like um cinema of the 60s and 70s or if you're at least marginally familiar with um with with black cinema and whatnot right what african-american film i should say right yeah then this stuff um you'll be familiar with it right but I, I would give the show credit that there are some gems there like they, they mentioned some films that I kind of hear about but you know was like okay now I know what the plot is I want to see for myself like case in point *Treaty um, Hardway right where they got um, I think it's Fred Williamson I think Jim Brown and Jim Kelly right Um, I think I don't think Jim Kelly was not it uh, sorry I don't think Jim, um, Jim Brown was in it but somebody else right and it's about these guys going up against this group of new nazis who want to put this chemical in the water this chemical um is designed specifically to kill african-americans right okay. and i like how elvis says you know when he was young he thought that was kind of funny but then his dad taught him about the um the the, the, the um the tuskegee the, 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 the tuskegee um experiments right it's like oh oh okay that's that kind of puts it in a, in a different light here i shouldn't really laugh at that right um, but what the show does well too is kind of show you the conditions that in in, in, um, in terms of what these filmmakers had to deal with, right? Because yeah, you know, we might look at it like, oh, okay, um, Sidney Poitier did a western, Buccane preacher, um, pretty pretty decent film, by the way, right? Um, all right, black west, um, black western, okay, was a big deal, right? But then you have to kind of think about it in terms of well, when when um, prior to that, when was the last time that we did see black western, um, black cowboys on screen, right? When was the last time, right? And it's just all these like social and political conditions that that led into these films being made, right? Also, like how it explores the you know the term black exploitation, right? And really address the fact that yes, it was these white-owned film studios that more or less you know made these films, made made a profit of it. And as, um, you know, this Black Panther um, leader said, you know, the extras and the actors don't really make much money off of it. Right. But it's funny. Right. But it's funny for me now, because, yeah, those are the films that are considered to be mass pieces in terms of African-American cinema. Right. So it's like that. Right. Um, So, yeah, it does cover a lot within its two hour plus runtime, though. But I think for me, what kind of holds it back slightly for me, though, is the film essay aspect of it. Yeah. yeah, it really does sound like you know it's this long thesis about you know black cinema and that and it's all leading up to this big you know um hi- it has like a hypothesis and it comes to this big conclusion um which which i do like do it and it well without spoiling anything it does include um uh it, it's it's something to do with Sidney poetry the films that he directed that's all i'll say right but yeah it does have a sort of a film school vibe to do so you imagine yeah. you know casual viewers might i don't know i just find it kind of dull or kind of boring like all right you, you tell them this thing okay all right because that's uh, sorry some people just don't want to be you know i don't want to say preach but don't want to be taught certain things they want to kind of well, see I it and experience think, it for themselves
3: yeah i just think that they had to just say something new because it wasn't really saying anything to say other than oh well look at all these great films like yeah they are great films like i had a problem with any of that but you had to do yeah. something with it as a conceit because again with stuff that we already know um as it is that that, that was always more new issue with it. um but it, it wasn't like a bad thing or anything like that it's just you know you know you had to do more than that that is all i'll see um,
0: exactly and, and and last thing last know um i felt like we could have had like, a, like a proper resolution or conclusion because right where where it stops off it's more like all right like there was there was like after 1978 no that was that was when that that movement kind of stopped and we had to wait a while for the next big um you know black filmmaker to come through to, to to show his or her you know perspective on the black experience right they had to wait a while they had to wait a while for that right um but you know we we not spot now where i mean there's there's lots of um you know um black filmmakers who are who are doing that who are showing their perspective right so I, I i'm not sure if he's trying to say that there's a lull now or if there will be a lull to come when it comes to content like this but I think right. that we're in good hands, right? But that's not to say that you know, um, that's not to say that there won't be some sort of drop-off point at some point in time. I like, like, I think that as long as the black experience is, you know, and I mean, it will always be a thing, right? Um, there will always be filmmakers and screenwriters and actors and actresses who will come out and you know sh- showcase that or highlight that, right? So. But again, I just wish that he came to like a, a just a, a proper conclusion to all of this, right? Because yes, I understand within the lens of okay, it was his sixties and his seventies, but now we're in the twenty twenties, and you know, it's like you know, it. it, it I just wanted to. I, I just wish that he could have connected the two eras properly, right? Right. But, yeah, I mean, well, for okay. what it is, you know, it's, 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 I I still enjoyed it for what it is. I I enjoyed it um for what it was um there's there's a similar to a film that you know myself you ricardo and some of who you'll get into in a minute um covered you know woodlands dark and days bewitched right, right. there's tons of films there that that uh, highlighted in this movie here this documentary i should say that i want to see for myself right i i want to do a deep dive and just watch these films and not to be like oh yeah i saw you know coolie high and i saw Ganjan hess but more like okay i really want to watch these films and just think about Okay, the era where these films were made. You know, what spurred these actors or writers and directors to make a film like this, right? And, you know, compare that to to yeah, American history and real history. That's that's right. how I wanna look at it, you know, um from, from I wanna look at it from that perspective. Yeah, and like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I I I saw I saw Gordon as a pimp in that one film, you know, I don't want it to right. be like that, right?
1: But yeah, yeah so this I... is
0: this is absolutely solid, man. I I I absolutely um recommend I I absolutely enjoy this. I recommend it to do check it out. It's on Netflix right now. Um rating wise, I'm gonna give this a strong four out of five, man. Um despite the film SC styled it, which I know will be hit or miss for some viewers. Um there's a lot to take away from this though. And yeah, you could you could just feel the it's it's a really genuine film. At at, at the end of the day, it's a genuine look at an era that, you know, um kinda kinda I mean, it is part of film history, yes, but it's one of those things that goes unnoticed now, and especially like you know what um, all the the drama and BS that took place before in terms of black representation on on film, right? So yeah. Well, I was thinking.
4: Well, I was thinking about that in relation to what you were saying earlier about how, yeah, um, you were saying how like well, like the thesis, like I think Ricardo said, like the thesis of the mo- of the stock seems to be these are all great movies, and well, we know that, but here's Go the ahead. thing. Um, not everyone, like I feel like that's one, like one of the, especially as someone who's like on the front lines of like film education and film literacy, especially in the in the United States, there are so many blind spots. Yes, like there's a lot of information that we think and we just take for granted, right? So like I finally got around, for example, to um, Summer of Soul, and right. I'm watching this uh, movie and I'm like thinking about how almost every musician featured in it was someone that was like. I either heard about or listened to growing up because it was very part like that kind of all that music and that culture was very much part of my upbringing. But then realizing that there are a lot of people, either younger people or even like like white America that doesn't quite intercede. And like it's almost like culturally whole different landscape that doesn't know these things. So especially since, again, we are dealing with chronic Ciné literacy problems like we're talking you're talking about a documentary that talks about films from the 60s and 70s and i like interact with people that when they talk about old movies i have to remember that they're probably talking about the 1980s right yeah that, that, so, that's true. <laughs> so even so the, the 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 only counterpoint is we are that there's a good chance that like it, it depends on like and i would have to see the doc for myself but it depends on what level like if this is like an introduction to this to these to this era and these kind of films okay that's probably where this is coming from yeah i think that, it,
3: like, that, that, that uh that overlaps with my what, what final point i was going to make about it which is yeah it's it's perfect as a well as a youtube video essay right if you're not familiar with this material at all it's kind of perfect for you like mm-hmm. was, just, uh, mm-hmm. that was the, the, yes. the kind of point i was going to make It's perfect for like a younger person that's why I, is... I really felt i really felt if anything they should have probably like make reference to like more younger younger black stars in mm. to, to talk about this maybe because again the only young person there was in there like i felt they could have okay. if anything they could have interstitial like talking heads with younger upcoming people so you know we could have seen all right it's Zendaya she's pretty popular she brings but then somebody like say coco jones or whoever like who, any young black star or um amanda selberg or whatever whoever mm. it is yeah you get my point, yeah, right? yeah Like <sighs> something like yeah it. Make, like, like make, it clear that, anything,
4: make it clear um, that this is like like make it clear that this is kind of aimed as a more of an introductory right Right. for younger right. people yeah especially yeah. since like you're right in in comparing it to something like a, the youtube because youtube video essays are increasingly and this is frustrating but oh well youtube essays are increasingly how a lot of younger people are being exposed to film history
5: right Pretty like that's
4: true. how that's how most of them because like film school is so rare and it's not like film studies curricula are really something that gets taught as early as like high school or younger in the right. sta- state side i don't know ever anywhere like uh, elsewhere but like stateside they don't you don't really start having the option to take classes that are just about film until maybe college
3: yeah as far as i know in the american system you just have the av club i mean that's what yeah that's what you have Uh, essentially right effectively
4: right (laughs) so most so anyone's pre-college education on film is like kind of youtube essay type stuff and if like you get a major if a major streamer is putting out like introductory documentaries to like certain historic areas oh absolutely let's let's do that i would need to like again give it a watch myself before final but like it definitely at least sounds like i i the, the conceit of it like sounds really intriguing to me
0: You're right yeah yeah all right well ricardo um fi- final thoughts and written yeah final
3: final thought um yeah I, i'd still give it a pretty high score things considered um you know it, it's still very well made and put together reasonably well i i just um felt they kind of just um framed it uh, in a better light because i, I was thinking oh this was going to be something really interesting and deep and so on so on. i was like uh it isn't but it's still good i enjoyed it uh, but i, I learned a few things from it to be honest like it, me personally with it again and i kind of just kind of came to the conclusion I'm a little too old for it um to be honest it is it is a one-on-one class documentary but this this can be perfect for like a if you're if introducing you know some film course or something like that yeah it's like a perfect doc to reference with that like it, it it does this so well and it it collects all the knowledge um one movie i was not aware of at all is um i forget the name of the title but it's this long title that was basically this experimental film uh oh and, you know um, um shit, so I,
0: I, I, let, me, let me let me find it for a sec just wait yeah. for a sec that
3: that, that 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 was interesting like i was like okay this i don't know anything about this this guy as a director like i know who he is but i don't know um as a film director okay. i didn't understand i don't know his career and it was a little too out there uh but right. it was like, like uh, the,
0: i i the i, I found i found the title for it right so the, yes. the way how i knew about it is actually through the criterion collection like i just see this name popping up so right. i'm gonna read it forgive me for, for butchering it symbiopsychotaxiplasm yes That's take
3: it. one <laughs> right Ta- yeah take one right
0: yeah yeah, it, you're, like,
3: no. yeah <laughs> you realize it's, it's a proto proto experimental be like oh that real clever interested dude um, uh so stuff like that like it's a couple of things i learned it's not to say i i went into it i didn't i didn't come out with anything but it was still like that i'm um, rating I'll, I'll give it like a nice 8 out of 10 I, I think it's still really well made for what it is um i felt they could have just tied it together to the present a little better uh because yeah. again you, you're corrected it's it stops in a weird spot um but yeah it, for overall it's still quite with with everyone's time you know all things considered
0: right so, Summer, just to close things off, uh, what were your thoughts on, is that black enough for you? Well, this, well you, you have the floor, <laughs> you review it.
2: Well, um, I think I, I come on the side of the fence um, mm-hmm. for the, the noobs out there. Um, like the folklore documentary, that, that opened my eyes to so many things, even though i would seen some of these horror films um, mm. with this one um i don't have the background the academic background you guys have in film history so i actually took away a lot more from this than you guys would nice.
0: um one yeah. of the things well, that, that's that a I great thing actually that. that's a great thing
2: yeah 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 so i guess it would it would be more because my my movie knowledge is very uh much based on my own just watching of film watching movies and that kind of pop culture osmosis thing that happens over the years yeah. um Unless I seek out these documentaries and stuff, I don't have the the like I said the academic background you guys have. So for me, it was an eye opener in terms of like one of the things I found super interesting was how black cinema basically invented the music the music uh, music soundtrack yes, uh, the movie yes. soundtrack. Sorry, I thought that was a, such, such an amazing thing, and you know you don't think of it, you you never really see those connections because nobody talks about them until somebody makes something like this, you know? And I do agree that um, the, I I wish they had younger artists, um, that they covered more, a wider spectrum. I felt like it did tend to cover a certain era and stop. Maybe they needed to do like a second part because I guess it would go too long. Um, It does feel like it comes to a very abrupt ending, um, however, I did appreciate the, the stuff that I learned from it. And then just to hold it up as a mirror to how much um, quote unquote white cinema has taken from it, you know, taken from uh, Black creators and stuff to to make their own versions that we grew up watching and never really questioned as coming from another place or being inspired by black creators for friends you know just the whole idea um when he says um he talks about john travolta's saturday night live and disco and disco fever fever
0: yeah you know
2: that that, that
0: was a great moment i was like
2: every generation has to have their eminem you know and and their elvis and that kind of blew my mind because i never ever thought of john travolta's swagger as drawing from that culture and from those films of that time, you know, um, so it for me, I took a lot more from it than you guys would because I didn't have the background knowledge you guys have of a lot of these films, um, and I appreciated it on that level.
0: Well, nice, nice, nice. Well, you know, it, it, well that that's great to hear though, and I do hope that you um you'll at least seek out some of these these films absolutely, well,
2: right? absolutely. Yeah. I, I was making a list as I was going, so. Uh, there are a few films, um, like some of the stuff I've I've seen, of course. Um, and uh, by the way, when I was younger, I thought my dad was Shaft, so that's funny, because <laughs> my, my stepdad looks a lot like him, in my opinion. But um, yeah, just uh, I, I was making a list going along of some of the films and the way those films have influenced um, the action films that came after from. Uh, like I said, white cinema, I'm really interested in going back and watching some of these for the first time and some again as an adult.
0: Right, right. Well, what, what would you read this film then?
2: Um, Overall, um, I would say uh, for me, it like a seven out of 10, you know, I, I got, I got a lot out of it. So I guess um that's why I appreciated what it, it brought to the table for somebody like me who went in with not like a novice not not a lot of background on any of this so i would give it a seven out of ten all
0: right nice nice nice